0: Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, a video game podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode we'll be talking about the games we've tried, other games we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids.
1: And you can find us wherever you list podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.network.
0: Hey Nick, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We're kind of back in the routine here. We've got, we've got some exciting news to talk about today. What what could that be? <laughs> there anything happening the, that we've complained about a lot that the, changed? The, the thing that we've mentioned like every episode of, the, of this show. <laughs> well, we'll save that. We'll save that.
1: We'll, 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 that's a tease for what's to come. Although yeah. anybody who's paying attention obviously has a yeah, pretty good keep, idea of what keep that is. Keep for, listening
0: for 10 <laughs> minutes from now or whatever. Console Corner. What's, what's new in your console world? Yeah, I tried, uh, tried a couple couple things. Uh, no big big review of announcements that I've seen lately, but I, I did try Pac-Mac, Pac-Man 99 on the Switch. Um, and my very fast conclusion is I'm already bad enough at Pac-Man. <laughs> I don't need 98 other players sending power-ups and blasters and insta-death things my direction. So I don't think I will be returning to that one.
1: Did you do any of the, there was Mario 99 and there's also Tetris night. 99. Mario 99 is gone, I think now, but, um, the Tetris, 99 I didn't is still try there.
0: the, I didn't try the Mario one. I did try Tetris 99 a couple of times, but again, yeah, like it, well, and the modes I wanted to play, I think cost extra cause there's like the base game is free with Nintendo online. And then if you want the other, the other modes that look like they might be more fun and, and it just, yeah, it didn't, didn't grab me. I, I was yeah. a big Tetris person back in the day, but.
1: The one Tetris game on the Switch that we've tried, we borrowed it from the library, was Puyo Tetris. I think that's how you say mm-hmm. it. And there's a new one coming, I think, Tet- Puyo Tetris 2, maybe.
0: Yeah, that uh, one looked pretty fun.
1: So uh, if you're looking I for a Tetris game not. on the Switch, that's actually a good one, like a more traditional Tetris, anyways, the way it was. Yeah, when we I, were think, kids. I think if I were
0: to need, a, need to fill that, need to drop a, a four long and clear the board, uh, that's yeah. the game that would fit.
1: <laughs> exactly um and what's baba is you i i missed that one
0: yeah so that that's a puzzle game it was really i was hearing a lot about it a couple of years ago and i picked it up for switch a while ago and made some progress but had set it aside for a while but i i saw on twitter the other day that um so the the premise of the game is there's sort of like a almost programming element of like stringing uh nouns and verbs together to affect how things move in each level and they added a pet Verb. So you can now pet the Baba. And the Baba looks kind of like a weird little rabbit. Um, but yeah, I saw that saw that on Twitter, and it's it's part of the long trend of, you know, can you pet the dog in different games? Um, mm-hmm. I noticed recently Civilization Six was patched, so the I think the scout unit that has like a little dog or wolf walking lo- alongside it has now gained a little action button where if you click it, the character just leans over, pets the dog. <laughs> And it seems to be just kind of like a, a recurring Easter egg uh, yeah. across across games.
1: Civilization is actually one I just wanted to get into because a, a Discord server I'm in, Cassidy runs it, and she uses Civilization as her email technique. She she uh, does a round in Civilization and then goes and does response to some email, and then flips oh, back to Civilization. Yeah. And she like it's her inbox zero method. I mean, she, last time she tried, I guess she stayed up till two a.m. doing her email, <laughs> but. At least you can kind of yeah, justify to, it as like a work thing. Just
0: one more turn is yeah. always the, the <laughs> problem with, with Civ. Um, oh, that's, that's a clever idea. So yeah, you, you reward yourself for each met- message with, uh, with a turn. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have a Civilization 5, I realized, and somehow I got it or bought it or whatever in the Apple Mac store. And so I, I've never actually played it that much. My son and I played it, I think, just like a couple rounds because you can do multiplayer locally. And I think it would be a fun one to get back into again. But again, time being what it is.
0: It's... Yeah, we have we have six on the on the family iPad, and um, and my son is sometimes kind of fiddles around in it. I think i mentioned before he doesn't he doesn't really play strategically, but he enjoys kind of going through going through it and building a city and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I think I got a notification from the app that um, some of the expansion packs are on sale right now, or maybe another day or two, um, at least on the iOS version. I don't know if that applies to the other versions.
1: And that new Ratchet and Clank. I've never played yeah. that series.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure this is always a PlayStation exclusive. Um, I played at least two of these back in the PS2 era. I want to say the I think the first one and the second one, um, and it's it's kind of a fun, goofy game, you know, kind of cartoonish 3D action platformer, um, some puzzle elements where like you have to you know run around as the little Clank, the little robot instead, and one of their gimmicks is. Just very very uh, silly weapons and upgrades. Um, so like, there's one that will turn your enemies into exploding sheep. Um, that that kind of thing uh, that I remember from one of the old games. Um, and there's some cool like um, kind of rail uh, rail grinding levels and and other interstitials. And the, the voice acting is good and it's fun. So yeah, this new one I, I put the trailer in the show notes, uh, but it looks pretty fun. Not not enough for me to get an entire playstation uh if you could even find one but uh definitely a a game series that i have fond memories of that it looks like the the latest inter, iteration from insomniac is pretty good there was
1: actually that reminds me now i was trying to think of games i played i'm trying to think now i can't remember what it was there's was a playstation uh game that's on the xbox now what was it what have i played lately shoot <laughs> but it's like a PlayStation... Ex- oh, uh, MLB The Show, so baseball. Uh, okay. the, the studio that's behind it is actually Sony something, blah, 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 studios. So it's actually a PlayStation game, but I think with the licensing of uh, MLB, Major League Baseball, they require it to be cross-platform, so there's some sort of PlayStation exclusive, but now the game is available on Xbox as well as part of Game Pass. And so you load up the game, and you see a PlayStation logo, and then there's advertising in the game for PlayStation stuff on your Xbox. So it's a little bit of like disconnect, sort of like when you booted Windows on your Mac kind of feeling of like, yeah. these two worlds should not cross and yet here right. they are. So the,
0: the behemoths are willing to work together uh, if there's money to be made, I suppose.
1: The MLB, the show, not to... Dwell to on this too long it's a fun game to play the kids love it it they have a little home run derby in it you can just do and it's just simple you can obviously go deep in the simulation a- side of it if you want and I'm not any can, mm-hmm. I can't give any comment on the accuracy or the <laughs> how well it does but it is it's a bit of like uncanny valley on the one hand with some of the animations and then the other time you're like you're blown away that this is a video game and not real life and so um if you've got access to it, or try the demo or whatever, it's it's fun to try with kids for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I think I mentioned before I haven't tried any of the recent generations of sports games, and I, I know the the realism is is really striking. Um, have you been playing any other um, games lately? The only other one, uh, so with Game Pass now, um, NHL
1: twenty one is on there, the latest version of the hockey one. So my son is big into those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been having a bit of a mini battle back and forth. So he's won one game. I won one game. So he actually admitted to me just before we started the game where I'd won that sometimes dad, when, in, when I'm beating you, I, I pull back a little bit and, and go easy on you. Cause I don't want oh, to be no. too much. Workload. I was like, shut up. I'm not taking that. Anymore. So then luckily I beat him that game in a, in overtime too. It was, it was a good fun game to sort of reassert my
0: dominance. Yeah. The, the, uh, the student has become the teacher in, in both directions.
1: Yeah. There's been a few times where he even like going through menus on the games and he's like, just hit the X, dad, hit X. And I'm like, oh, don't do this. I'm already <laughs> feeling like he's like, <laughs> sees the menu before I do or whatever, you know, like in, in the same way I would, you know, look at my dad trying to navigate a computer. And I'm like, oh, this is happening already.
0: And I, oh no. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, <laughs> we're slowing down, I suppose, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, what else are you playing? Anything else worth um, not, not other stuff uh, playing. i playing. I've been, uh, also related to kind of Easter egg stuff was enjoying some of the memes. I don't know if you, if you saw about Scripulous Fingor, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but it, it is a supposedly a hidden or deleted character in an old Mario game, but it's all fake. And so then everyone's been making these memes about this character, <laughs> like, oh, like, oh yeah, you know, you could unlock him in this old Mario game if you did this certain thing or uh, actually, I'm you know I'm a ROM hacker and I looked into it and those assets are totally in there and so it's this like <laughs> collective uh, imaginative story about this this deleted Mario character that never actually existed like was literally <laughs> just made up for for a viral tweet kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of kind of funny to look into. Uh, just it, you know sometimes the the intersection of creativity and the internet just creates some really fun stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that actually sums up uh tiktok for me on to we're not going to go down yeah. to TikTok, but just like the i saw a duet of like a cat someone posted a cat video of a cat whining and then someone playing along with the piano in like this beautiful melody to what the cat was whining out you know and it's just like this wouldn't have happened without the internet <laughs> it's so beautiful yeah. that it did <laughs> yeah and then uh for me the one and final thing on the console corner was uh, actually getting a victory royale in fortnite sort of redeeming my old man video game <laughs> with a bow, no less, which I've had a terrible time trying to figure out how to accurately use a bow in Fortnite. But, um, and then it was happened to be the day I got the vaccine, my first shot. And so I, I'm pretty sure it's given me superpowers uh, in Fortnite at least. So I haven't gone back to play again. Cause I just, just like golf, I ended on a great shot. Stop and yeah. Stop, on
0: stop on that high note. Yeah. Yeah. We, I got my uh, first dose uh, last week. But have not noticed uh, any particular superpowers, uh, game related or otherwise. Um, Could be coming. But but then again, maybe maybe you know, getting getting vaccinated is is why uh, we finally have a new Apple TV. <laughs> exactly. Somehow I feel like we it's all need connected.
1: A lot more fanfare here, given the the twenty nine episodes of, of complaining complaining, <laughs> anxiousness about this Apple TV thing. Do,
0: so, do you have some sound effects you
1: can throw in yeah. for us? <laughs> maybe I'll I'll add it in some loud crowd applause here or something. Yeah these and whatever but yes so new apple tv hardware uh which they didn't spend a lot of time in the apple event on but uh i mean a bit but like um relative, they packed a lot into an hour-long presentation and uh we won't go into all the other stuff that came out but just the apple tv portion of it uh how did you what did it what did you? How did you respond to what the news was?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty exciting. It's basically, uh, you know, what I wanted, which was an upgraded Apple TV that could do all the latest arcade games. Um, so it has the A12 Bionic chipset in it, which is interesting. You know, I, I kind of wondered if they would jump all the way to the latest generation. But um, I would guess, you know, a lot of that power isn't necessary um, for a couple of reasons. So one, um, my current phone is a 10s, which is also the A12. And I've never noticed any issues with, um, you know, 3D games stuttering on it as compared to some games on my previous um, phone, which I think was a 6S Plus. And it, you know, it definitely, you know, struggled with with games sometimes. Um, so, you know, the, I'm sure the A12 would be powerful enough. Presumably it's like a bin version of the chip or something where it doesn't have as much of the like image processing stuff as in the phone, right? because they don't have a camera that that's connected to it. Um, but maybe it's in there in case you there is some later future support for a camera somehow. Um, uh, we we haven't had one since an an old uh, pre TVOS, I think it was the revision three. Apple TV um, and so we've been uh, in the the fire stick ecosystem which is obviously a lot cheaper um, but we've had you know kind of like performance issues and weird audio quality issues from time to time on different platforms so we're kind of expecting this upgrade to um, to have like some nicer features and and also yeah like you know nicer 4k streams because we we have a newer TV so um, you are kind of thinking that'll that'll all be nice um, I missed out on the whole you know bad remote, debacle that people have been complaining about the last, uh, almost four years, I guess. So I assume the new remote will be fine. It's kind of cool to see the return of the iPod style, um, wheel, uh, as part of the controls. They spent a little bit of time on talking about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it basically, it looks like what I want. Um, it's still, you know, it's definitely more expensive, but I'm kind of, uh, interpreting that as, um, uh, you know, uh, worth it to be in the ecosystem and have all of the integrations with everything. Um, and it does come with a year of TV Plus free, which they seem to be handing out with like everything. <laughs> but um, if you already are paying for the Apple One bundle, it sounds like you get a discount on your bundle price uh, instead of the free year, which is nice. And so, you know, that, that practically cuts the price in half. Um, well, not quite half, like third. It takes a third off maybe. Uh, if you were going to be paying for TV plus anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely takes a bit of that edge off of it being that like I was hoping for, uh, at least in Canada here now, it's still 229 slash 249, like 32 gig or 64 gig. And they still don't have a really good case for why you need the 64 other than just like if you play games, they say, then maybe get the 64 gig a model. But, um, and it, like, presumably it just means less cat or more caching of assets and not having to re-download stuff if you play a game that you don't have enough space for or whatever. And so I'm kind of torn on that because I feel like future-proofing myself with 64 gig for an extra 20 bucks seems like a good way to go, but it also feels like I'm just giving Apple money for something I'm never going to (laughs) use. So I don't know which way to go.
0: If if you think about it, because like what the typical game is, you know, the bigger games are what, three to four gigs, but like realistically, you're not going to be actively playing, you know. That many 10 of those at once right and um obviously there's some space for system and um you maybe will want to sync like your photos or some of your photos on there and and have different profiles and such but yeah i i I kind of lean to the bigger storage just because like oh yeah maybe i'll use it but at the same time with all of the quick app offloading they do um and and a fast internet connection maybe it doesn't really matter
1: yeah that's kind of what i mean now we're we're approaching fiber here and like or gigabit fiber anyways or whatever and it feels like, well, if we do have to wait five seconds for it to (laughs) download, it's not the end of the world. The part, I am disappointed that they they went A12 just because, again, like for the price and future-proofing it for, they could have it. I I feel like if they went with uh, A14 or whatever, some future version, more recent version, then you get a five to 10 year life on it versus like the previous Apple TV that kind of limped along for the last year and a half or two um, and in terms of other capabilities. But I guess realistically, like you said, The processor is going to be fine. It's going to be new things that come along, like the thread radio they added for smart home kind of integration. That isn't a thing they could have just added. It didn't matter what processor the old one had in it. They had to put out a new box in order to support that, presumably. And so
0: um,
1: that kind of thing you just can't plan for, I guess. And so maybe they don't want to throw everything into this
0: box. Um, They probably have better yields on on that slightly older chip, but they... um they probably did a lot of testing to decide like actually this is enough power and if you think about how their chip design has been progressing like yeah the current generation are like ridiculously powerful but if you go back you know 2 years uh to the, or a little over 2 years to the A12 they were already starting to kind of hit that bend in the curve where the the year over year improvements weren't quite as as ridiculous right like they were they were starting to kind of just stabilize so probably sufficient for the kinds of things people will be doing mm-hmm. you know i can't imagine the tvs doing a lot of background stuff uh, as much um you're just going to kind of have one one game on the screen at, at a time yeah um and maybe maybe there'll be some more answers too when we find out at at WWDC what some of the new tvos features if any are um the the thread radio is definitely interesting
1: yeah Yeah, I don't, that's, that's an interesting one to like, uh, as it, as you, as I sort of plan out our house and figure out different things we might do or not do with devices and things, it's, it's something that, can you explain it for anybody who's not really, because I don't totally understand what it is and how it's different than say like my Google voice that can just turn on the thing that I have, the lights or whatever that I already have.
0: Right. So there's, there's basically a couple of different ways to talk to smart home devices. So, um, the, you know, the kind of the more expensive smart home devices will have built-in Wi-Fi. They'll be, they'll be on your network and they're just talking um, you know, over your um your Wi-Fi network with the other smart devices, uh, possibly including a smart hub. And then there's a couple of competing technologies for lower power, uh lower bandwidth ways of talking to devices. Uh Z-Wave is one of the big ones. Um there's a couple others that I don't remember because I haven't I haven't super looked into into smart home stuff and also even just using Bluetooth, but they all have different kind of range and power uh, trade offs and in general, especially for tiny little you know smart home sensor type things, you don't want to be running like a full Wi-Fi transmitter all the time, um, so that tends to be where uh, these um, these lower power devices come in. And Thread, my understanding is the the new platform that is the the Google, Apple, Amazon-approved standard, quote unquote, uh, that they all worked on together, and so yeah, it, it it means that newer devices that support HomeKit Over Thread are going to have better performance, and your Apple TV can be your your all the time smart home hub. I, I'll have to defer to you know the the Micah Sargent's of the podcasting world when it comes to smart home stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. there's lots there,
1: obviously. And it, it's good to see. I, it's encouraging for the user level view of it. The average person who doesn't care or know that if they buy in the past, if they bought a Amazon thing, it wouldn't have communicated very well with the Apple thing or, or whatever. And so having a even more of a standard that they, at least the big companies anyways, have worked on is good for the rest of us in the future, hopefully. Or we just all get tracked more. Who knows?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. So my plan is, um, I believe orders open up tonight at at midnight. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we'll you know we'll order. We're we're planning to order one. We'll get it set up. Um, I'll pair my. I've I have an Xbox controller. I'll pair that to it. I think the the first game I want to try on the big screen is probably the Apple Arcade entry, Cyanara Wild Hearts, uh, which Mm. I basically have put off playing because I just felt like I didn't have the right device to really uh, enjoy enjoy it um, I've heard it's really great and so that's that's one that I feel will will adapt well to the big screen with a controller
1: yeah that's I there's a, a bunch of games I know that I'm I, I'm excited to try to check out and try and um, the the problem where I'm thinking of or half going going to have with it is we have four Xbox controllers which is Lots, obviously, we, at most, there's usually two people playing, if, if anything, and it's just for the odd time. And so then pairing one or two of those controllers with the Apple TV will be should be fine. Um, and I'm, I'm torn on whether the, again, going back, are you going to get the 64 or the 32?
0: Yeah, I, I have to do a little more, <laughs> more reading. I, I'm leaning the bigger one just because it's not that much more, and then it's I just, know. you have it. But I know I'm also a bit of a digital pack rad, so I could probably trim my storage a little uh, without <laughs> having to worry about it. Yeah. And it,
1: I guess environmentally speaking, you could make an argument that 64 gig would be better because then you're using less bandwidth each time you download something, which is less electricity in theory. I don't know. You could swing it both ways, but either way, it's lining at it EQ's pocket with some more money.
0: Um <laughs> Yes. Yeah. The I'm sure the the how much it actually costs them to bump the flash is like a couple of bucks. The margin oh, the margin numbers look great on that 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 yeah. uh, higher device. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, anything else in Apple world that you're you're interested in or curious about?
0: Yeah, we we briefly went back to the last campfire to kind of check out. They did an update with some new puzzle levels, um, so you can do some quick puzzles from the main menu without going through the story. Um, and then my son and I kind of picked up where we had left off in the story, and and we just weren't sure what to do next. And it turned out I, I had to find a, a, a walkthrough. Um, we just missed a complete area that you could go to. Like we just didn't see that like mm. if you walk to the left there was a new area with like clues and objects to manipulate and stuff so kind of the classic uh puzzle adventure game problem where you you know you just don't think to combine certain items or find find the the secret clickable area um which is always the kind of the frustration with those games but um uh, as always it's it's a it's very uh it's a very you know pretty game um i don't know if we would keep keep playing it but maybe now that we made a little progress we would um Speaking of walkthroughs, I will say, I miss, I, I know everything's video walkthroughs right now, but that's much harder to just like find exactly where you are because you're, <laughs> you're kind of like skimming through the preview and be like, oh, does that look like the part of the game I'm in? I really miss the just plain text walkthrough files that were super popular in like the early 2000s maybe. And you know, some, someone had just crafted this like very clear description of, you know, section by level and everything. I miss those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine they're not coming back because it's actually harder than just recording your gameplay and talking over it. But, there has been some, I forget which, when I've been doing Breath of the Wild stuff, I can't remember which
1: site it ended up being. I just Google it on my phone and, you know, whatever comes up that looks kind of, there has been some that have the, the combination of text and, and video. And so I think maybe, maybe we, because it's a more in-depth game and, there's, and it's so popular that it's worth having, you know, writing up a text version just because then you get the Google searches on whatever obscure little (laughs) how to cook something or whatever puzzle i was stuck on yeah um that had the video and the and the text because that's yeah definitely especially you know trying to like quickly just figure out which do i go left or right or whatever you don't want to have to find it in the video is much much nicer back back in the text yeah i know i
0: know some some of the videos will have like transcripts and stuff but yeah I, i i miss being able to just like command f search the document yep. <laughs> for the what I'm looking for. Um yeah. I, I guess I'm stuck in a in a different era. I usually try to avoid walkthroughs, but when I'm just like totally stuck and I can't find something, right. I, I look for the next little clue and then and then close it and and move on.
1: Yeah, especially when um, it's inhibiting your enjoyment of the game. Like if it's gonna just stop the game for you, that yeah. feels like a good
0: point to I mean arguably off. it's a it's a it's a little bit of a flaw with the game, right? Like the 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 developers could have maybe added something like little beacons to be like, hey, you haven't, you know, little Little pulsing arrow or something that's so like, hey, you've never been over this way before, or right. uh, you know, sometimes a, an overworld map can be helpful in that area. It was like, oh, what's this? What's this? Uh, you know, fogged area over here. I must not have gotten to there. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the sort of little clues you can give a player to um, to not feel like they're stuck or or to keep like trying a repeating an action, thinking that they must have done it wrong or or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. So some of that's some of that's kind of on the game. The the other one that um, um, both my son and I were enjoying a little bit um, was and I'm probably not going to pronounce this correctly Taiko no Tatsujin Pop Tap Beat, uh, which is a um, Bandai Namco rhythm game. Um, it's largely in in it has it's in English, but it has a lot of uh, Japanese aesthetics because uh, the premise is you are Taiko drumming, which is the you know, the huge traditional drum that you kind of hit from the side or, or tap on the top. Um, I remember there was a, there was a Tyco drumming performance group at my college that I, I saw live a few times. Um, but it's, it's a pretty standard rhythm game. And so on the phone, at least you're tapping either side of the drum or the edge of the drum, uh, in the beat to the music. Um, and the, on, so the screen controls work decently. I'm sure if you had a controller, you'd just be hitting particular buttons for, for the different, parts of the drum um, and so as you know the different things come through you have to either tap or, or do a drum roll or or that kind of thing uh, to get max measure points so pretty standard rhythm game it's fun uh the music selection is is not really most is mostly not my my cup of tea there's there's a you know, a couple of like anime themes I don't recognize, and some some J-pop I don't know. Um, they there was a cover of the My Little Pony theme, uh, so that was kind of fun to to try and and play along with. Um, it gets challenging pretty fast. I can get a, a perfect on on easy, and I can clear the normal levels I've tried, but as soon as it gets to hard, I, I basically have no chance. Um, there's just too too many uh, syncopated like left right left right left right kind of Alternating yeah. rhythms that I I just I don't have the technique for yet, um, and the same was always true if, if you look at like you know an old uh, Dance Dance Revolution game or something. I feel like there's some trick to it that I never quite quite got. Um, did you play many of those rhythm games at the, the various incarnations? No, like the closest would be like the the rock band you know mm-hmm. with actual
1: or fake actual instruments or whatever. And we actually just were looking at some old family videos and and reminiscing that because I had gotten the Beatles rock band kit at one point and uh and that was actually a lot of fun to have the actual drums and now kind of like now that our kids are older and would actually probably sit and play learn the drums on something like that we had them when our kids were like probably your kids age or Mm -hmm. younger even and um and so they weren't they were just bashing as best they could obviously with no real (laughs) no real sense of rhythm um and so over the last couple last year or so i've managed to be able to enjoy my kids doing musical things again where they can sort of have a sense of <laughs> rhythm or pitch um and so it'd be it would be fun except that right now those games are not in vogue and nobody's really making them i would imagine it's going to be a cyclical thing where they'll come around again here in a year or 2 where they we'll just try it again with some different you know mechanisms and and whatever and so
0: um
1: but yeah that's that's as much as we ever did any of those kind of rhythm games
0: yeah, my um, before we met, my my wife had the Beatles uh, rock band set, and and we played it some together. Um, but we 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 sold it for before some move, I think, because it just it was too bulky to keep shifting yeah, around apartments. <laughs> um, all of that all that equipment. I, yeah. I vaguely remember someone selling like a, a a custom ottoman you could get that would like put all the rock band stuff <laughs> inside it, and then you'd like pop it up, and the drums would come out. Nice. I remember seeing that. Um, I'm sure these days I, now you
1: can 3D print that or something. But yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I've heard, I've also heard uh, was it Beat Saber? Like in the in the VR world, as sort of like a yeah. new trend of of that being a particularly fun rhythm game. I, I've I've never tried it, but I, I hear I hear people are pretty into it.
1: Yeah, that one looks like a lot. Of, that those kind of games where uh, for VR, anyways. Like I mean, yes, it'd be fun to run around in your Minecraft world or whatever. But like just the. The sort of exercise mixed with fun music and whatever
0: in VR would would be a trip, I'm sure. So yeah, feels like um, a it's a it's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, and, and uh, not 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 much else that we've tried in the in the Apple area. Um, my son's been definitely kind of fiddling around a lot in Wonderbox. Um, hmm. I'll have to i to figure out if I can like share one of his level designs with you or something uh, if you're if you're curious. Yeah, it'd be fun um, to try.
1: It's one that like, there's just so many world builders now. And I, I like M- Minecraft being the big one, obviously in our world with our kids and stuff that they, there's just too many options <laughs> to like give them. An, and I think that's where I am. Again, I'm excited about the Apple Arcade because I feel like it might focus us in on a thing we have access to with a whole world of games. They haven't really explored because it's just not worth handing my phone over to them right now. Right. Um, but if they can gather around the TV and take turns with a controller without killing each other. Yeah. Um, would be kind of a fun way to do it. If I could pull them away from Fortnite slash Rocket League, that's the, right.
0: the <laughs> one that still draws the back so Yeah, and I know, I've, I've heard Roblox get mentioned a lot. It, it seems to be kind of the the Minecraft junior mm. in the, like, a year or two older than my son, although some kids, uh, you know, roughly his age are also getting into Minecraft a little bit with with some assistance. But yeah, I mean, that kind of uh, uh, building toolbox is is pretty appealing in free form and, and definitely feels like it, um, you know, overlaps with the, the sort of building physical building toys. I love like, like Lego and so forth.
1: Yeah. That's my, my youngest has definitely been, uh, she, eight and she's definitely getting the requests. Like, can we get a few times she's asked about Roblox and trying to get on that with, and I, I burned with the, there was like a big, a bit of a, like child predator kind of story that went around about it. A, I think it was oh, like no. years ago. I'm sure it's like been made a lot better because they went public and all that stuff. But um, yeah, it's, I just feel like, well, I've got enough. Let's, (laughs) but, and then I keep looking at new games too. So who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely important to keep those access kind of locked down uh, to like people, you know, or, or something like that. I did actually, speaking of all of that, just a little
1: segue, I did pick up an Apple Mac Mini M1 refurb. It's actually sitting in front of me right here. This is the level of constraint and or adulting that I've come to now where this Mac Mini, has been sitting here for a couple of days. It arrived on Tuesday. It's Thursday. I still haven't set it up. I haven't even started it up. Really? That's how much of a boring old adult I've become. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to be using <laughs> a bit of testing for my work here, just to see with audio stuff, see how well m one chip handles some stuff. But then it's going to transition into being the kids' sort of workstation computer, uh, replacing our 2012 iMac that they're using right now. Um, and, uh, and also sort of media center for our living room area. But um, I'm, with Apple Arcade and all those things, like it, it is another machine that we can actually use as a, a box to multiplayer and, and do things like that with it will be kind of fun just seeing how well the I haven't heard a lot about like video game performance, Apple Arcade performance on an M1. I'm assuming it's good because it's based basically like what we've seen now in the iPad Pro, but uh, just curious how well it actually transitions. Plays out in real world usage, so
0: well that 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 would be interesting, especially because the Apple Arcade multiplayer story that we've talked about a couple times is is very much a multi-device, like one player per device, not um, local multiplayer. So I think I think that is something that the the Apple TV will kind of feel a little bit weaker on that you can't do local multiplayer um, mm-hmm. as much. I, I think there are a few games that that support it, but but most don't. They they want you to go through. Um, through the kind of matchmaking to another Apple ID on another device,
1: yeah, because like the the couch co op games, like uh, Overcooked or the Moving Out one is another one that was really fun. On it mm-hmm. was on uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass uh, that we tried, where you're like trying to move people out of the house as quickly as possible with damaging as little as possible kind of thing. <laughs> and but obviously the encouragement is to like damage things as you do it. Um, but that like to me, it's like colorful graphics, fun music not like a really in depth gameplay where you're like sitting there for six hours playing it, but just kind of like the Mario Kart kind of game where you just it's fun to play right. it together in the in kitchen or in the living room or whatever. Um and those kind of games seem like they would be perfect on Apple Arcade, but the, the but yeah the multiplayer aspect of it like I kind of I'd like to be able to and my my kids I could see like wanting to log in with their avatar and or whatever and like maintain that across different games the way um the Switch kinda of does it. But um yeah, I whether they yeah. can sort of figure that all
0: out. Well, maybe maybe we can put that on the the WWDC wish list and yeah. and see what developers do with it with with TVOS multiplayer improvements or something. We need
1: to have, find something new to complain about with Apple. Yeah, exactly. However, <laughs> Apple TV hardware.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we'll be
1: uh, up late tonight or whatever early tomorrow morning. I guess I don't I don't anticipate there'll be a big demand like rush no, to I, order, but it's so it's fun. not
0: like the phone. I I don't think.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Unless they like vastly underestimate the interest, yeah. but I don't. I,
0: I would be curious to look like in a in a couple of days of um, with the new iMac, like which colors uh, are out of stock mm-hmm. or not, um, and and also I don't know how much uh, these devices are impacted by the the sort of global chip shortage. I would assume that Apple's money and contract relationships have, you know, more than enough manufacturing capacity locked down just for them exclusively. Yeah. Um, so they probably are, are avoiding it. But um, yeah, it sounds like there's there's a bunch of random stuff that you just can't get right now because um, there's not enough of the right basic chip components being made um, yeah. at, in the right volumes. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap up quick
1: here, but uh, just to touch on Apple TV plus content we just started for all mankind I know I've seen you tweeting that you've been you're finished now season two so there's two seasons I think there's eight to ten episodes a season I forget what what it is I think it's ten ten yeah. A season yeah so we're just on episode we just finished episode two of the first season so uh, but it really enjoying it worth checking out I think and you're you seem to be happy post season two already with
0: it. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a great show. I mean, it's, it's very heavy on the drama and maybe like a little bit, a little bit less strictly space content than I, that I expected going in. Um, but, uh, they do a really good job of mixing the personal drama with the alternate history, with the, you know, realistic space action. Um, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, um, uh, I think the, I guess it was the, the penultimate episode of season two, the, like the kind of near the end of the episode was like this really like high intensity moment. And, you know, I was, I was into it. My heart was racing and um, do not, you know, was not getting that from like recent Marvel entries, for example, you know, it's, it's like a really um, engrossing show with a lot going on and it'll be exciting to see what they do with the third season. I I know they have a third season already planned. I don't know what's, what's beyond that, but um, definitely uh, as a, as a long time, Space fan, uh, something I enjoyed a lot.
1: And then in tabletop corner, I'll just confess first of all that we—I don't think we—I'm realizing now we haven't played a tabletop game in the last two weeks. I think I said that last episode as well, so it's probably been a month that we haven't done any sort of <laughs> tabletop gaming. Which it's is that really,
0: nicer weather, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yesterday was almost snowing, but we're so <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're—I don't know. There's no good excuse really. <laughs> yeah. Other than just being stuck with our family all the time, we we don't nearly. Necessarily want to be right across the table from each other as much right now, but uh, what what have you guys been playing?
0: Yeah, so we did kind of a, a little bit of a review of the the games closet. We don't have an entire IKEA Calyx dedicated to games as as some do, but like m- multiple cells of it are dedicated to games. Um, both you know my collection that's built long over time, and some family ones, and and some that are kid specific. And we we realized we had a couple of games we could retire that that were like a little too kid right like um, my son's had a lot of tabletop interests so he's kind of ready for mostly playing the same games as we play mm-hmm. um, so we we donated a few a few games and then there's a few others we're gonna take over to the local game store that buys used games um, are you out
1: of the have you gotten rid of snakes and ladders and uh, what's the other one that we
0: <laughs> yeah we're we're past the the candyland and Candy Land, um, that's one and, and, yeah. and a couple others like that. Um, they were they were great to have as kind of yeah. you know teaching the idea of like taking turns and stuff. Um, and I think like I've said before, we've done a lot of the co-op games as a good way to kind of get into like strategizing and stuff. But yeah, we um, we impulse bought uh, Cloud City at the local game store, uh, which is this nice like three tier, fairly simple city building game um, where you you earn points by connecting your towers with walkways. Um, so we've played that uh, twice as a family and it's pretty good it's it's like a nice simple building game. The pieces are good. Um, you know there's there's some some sort of spatial planning strategy to it like oh, the longest walkways are almost out, so I shouldn't build a tower over here' because, you know you're gonna draw the last long walkway, so I better build it closer you know that that kind of thing. Um, so that's been fun to add to our collection and it's actually by the same designer. Uh, coincidentally as sushi go, which we've actually oh. been, my son and I have been playing actually all three of us have been playing. Um, uh, and that's just like a nice fast card game. Um, and one again where like, you know, he can start to kind of see the strategy, but it's definitely a game where I, as the adult have an advantage in terms of roughly basically card counting. Cause you, to, 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 the, to make the best decision on a turn, you kind of have to know where all the cards are uh, in any given round, and so once you know that, um, you're you're definitely at an advantage. Um, but I've been trying to kind of yeah. give him tips, like, well, you probably don't want to grab that one because you won't <laughs> get enough this round because you've already seen that like they're all gone, right? Um, so you should you should pick something else this turn. Uh, those kind of tips. Um, and, and especially, as we, as we, we have more that
1: more. one too, and I've really enjoyed it. And I think probably it becomes more um, more difficult anyway, even for adults or whoever to track, obviously, the more people you add. And so having, whether if you're just playing with three people, for example, I know when we play with three, it's pretty easy to remember yes. who's doing what to keep track. But like, as soon as you add five or whatever, I don't remember what the max is, but more people anyways, it does become a little more difficult to track and then it kind of evens the spreads out the cards a bit more as well, but um, that's interesting. No yeah. cloud city I'd heard about, it. I hadn't realized they were made by the same folks. So it's good. Like just knowing that the quality of the game, it says on the, the board game geek anyways, that cloud cities for age 10 plus, but then the community rating is six plus. Has it been okay
0: for? Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, um, you know, my, my son is definitely into games, so he's probably generally able to access them a little earlier than the, the age recommendation. Cause we play a lot. So he's just more familiar, mm-hmm. but um there's there's just not a lot you can do on on your turn. You it's basically place a tile, place your buildings, maybe place walkways. So there's not like a more complicated game where you have well you know choose one of these three actions kind of thing that that I expect more from a from a ten plus game. So yeah. um, I did notice on Board Game Geek the rating was a little negative on the player interaction because you're kind of each building your own city separately, but because there's this shared pool of walkways. Um, you know, you do kind of have to pay attention to what other people are drawing, or you're going to run out before your city is complete.
1: I like how it describes the uh, your walkways earn city council votes, and walkways can earn one, two, three, five, or eight city council. <laughs> exposes you to local civic politics, I guess, at <laughs> a very basic yeah. level. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Zoning, uh, yeah. everyone's favorite board game mechanic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this will prepare you for the uh, Senate discussions in Star Wars later. And <laughs> yes. All sorts of important movie, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I assume probably games will be happening a little bit less often as the weather gets nicer. You know, we're we're going over to the 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 play area to bike and and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, we we always like to keep those in the rotation. Um, maybe even more than than screen time sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's always rainy days. You get lots of those, yes. right? I uh, hear at least that's cliché. Yes, we
0: do get a lot of those. <laughs> So
1: uh, what games are you guys playing out there? If you're out there in internet lands and listening to this, thank you for listening, by the way. And uh, we'd love to hear what kind of games you're playing. What's interesting you or your family, your kids, if you've got them or just yourself and what Apple arcade stuff is enticing you. Are you ordering an Apple TV hardware or were you, are you abstaining this round and waiting for the next update? (laughs) We'll start complaining about the new Apple TV hardware in six months, probably or so. (laughs) Yeah. give or take. <laughs> so you can mark that on your calendar for that episode. <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you for listening to 25 Cents, our video game podcast. You can find me on
0: Twitter at iChris. And you can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as UltraNerd, that's N-U-R-D. And you can find 25 Cents wherever you listen to podcasts. Our Twitter handle is
1: 25 C Arcade. I don't have it in front of me for some reason, but I think that's where it is. So if you tweet yes. at us and you want to know or you want to give us some feedback or send uh, your thoughts on what games you've been playing or something we've missed, maybe on Apple Arcade that we should check out. Love to hear from you, and be sure to check out the Good Stuff Network Patreon at patreon.com/goodstuff and join us in the Discord. And uh, we'll see you again next time.
0: Bye. Bye.